uh, yeah, we could use it a little bit. Thank you. Uh, Pastor Victor here. Uh, it's, uh, this is a dream come true to be here. Uh, when, I was, uh, when I was one of you guys, uh, very few times there was opportunities. And so this is awesome to see uh, Latinos having opportunities in this school. So I'm really proud of that. This is awesome. Uh, this is my wife right there, Daisy. Uh, she's the best thing that ever happened to me. Uh, so good that I wrote a book about it. Uh, shameless plugs on Amazon, all you want. <laughs> uh, my oldest daughter, Priscilla, she's eight now. Uh, she taught me how to be patient. Uh, Victoria, she doesn't like to eat her vegetables, so she's five. And Valentina's is uh, uh, four. And uh, they're about exactly the same height, exactly the same weight. So we're like, you better eat some more. Uh, but that they are my, my dream come true, and um, I am so thankful because when I was 16 years old, I made a promise to God. I said, God, it, you give me the desires of my heart, and I'll give you everything I have. And he's been more than faithful. Amen? Man, my job here today is very simple. There's two things. Number one is to encourage you, and then number two is to challenge you. Right? To encourage you and to challenge you. Amen? So let's just jump into the word of God. This morning or this day, I don't know if we're going to have a scripture up there. If not, I'll read it here. We're going to read out of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 to 27. And I tell my church, I need you to read it too. I need you to see it. Oh, there it is. Awesome. Here we go. Just as a body through one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were baptized by one spirit. So as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink, even so the body is made up of one part, but of many. Now if the foot says, I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not be for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ears say, because I'm not an ear or an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the hand cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. While our presentable parts need no special treatment, but God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lack it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should be equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each of one of you is part of it. Amen? Man, that is so good right there. Anybody ever pull a muscle here? I know you guys are all young, so half of you guys probably haven't. The older folks here, plenty of times. I'd like half this room, raise your hand. The other half, you'll get there. 
The first time I pulled a muscle, I was 14 years old. I was a football player. I, I did all sports. And I pulled, I sprained my ankle. It popped. And it hurt so bad. And I remember my mom took me to the hospital, and the doctor checked me out. He's like, okay, Victor, it's going to take four to six weeks to heal. After two weeks, you're going to feel like it's healed, but it's not. So keep this on. And obviously, as a young person, we think we know it all. And so I was like, two weeks later, like, I'm young. I got this. It's good. I go in the backyard. There's a hole there. I took off my cast thingy. And as soon as I walked, it popped again. And the first life lesson hit me. You need to let your body heal properly. Uh, my second time I ever sprained something, I sprained, pulled a muscle on my chest, which is really weird. I have no idea how. And I, I remember, like, it didn't affect me. I felt great. But all of a sudden, I would make a certain movement, and it would, like, hurt really bad. I thought I was having a heart attack sometimes. I'm like, I'm only 18. What the heck is this? That one muscle for, like, four weeks, it hurt every time I moved the wrong way. Sometimes those small parts of our body, we don't pay attention until they hurt. I want to, um, growing up, I was every statistic you could imagine of someone that is not going to do good in life. I joke with people and I tell them that I was made in Mexico, born in California, and raised in Minnesota. Some of you guys are confused, but some of you guys got it. <laughs> I didn't, as I was writing my book, I looked back in my life and I realized my first hug that I can remember as a kid was when I was five years old and it was my teacher. I didn't know who my mom was until I probably was seven years old. My mom had me, left me with my grandma. I played outside in the dirt by myself. She brought me back. She was always working. She, she was a, a migrant worker. She worked in the field, so she was out late and tired when she came back. Had my mom had multiple boyfriends here and there. Like, I'm the only one out of my dad and my mom. Brokenness. My mom's suicidal. Every statistic you can imagine of someone that shouldn't do very much in their life. I moved every year of my life until I bought my house eight years ago in North Minneapolis. And I wasn't a missionary kid, okay? Like, that is dysfunctional. And as I was writing my book, I realized, oh, my God, I was so messed up. And I thought I, I wasn't important. I thought I didn't have value. I've been in church since I was like 12, 13 years old. In fact, younger because the church always gave us stuff. And so we would always go to church because we would get free things. But I never thought I was important. I mean, I was that kid that in, in our family picture, I would grab an eraser and erase my face out of the picture. I was that kid that uh, would, would, I remember being 13 years old or in junior high, eighth grade, and I would drink out of the drinking fountain, and people in line would say, don't drink the whole ocean, only to have me afterwards go in the bathroom and cry. Like, I had no self-esteem. I didn't think I was very important. I remember this one time, my freshman year in high school, I was, a, I was a jock, right? I was healthy. I was strong. And I remember my friend saying, hey, that girl likes you over there. I'm like, in my mind, I said, no, she doesn't. They're just trying to mess with me. Like, I don't know about you guys. You guys all look like beautiful people. But, man, I, my self-esteem was on the ground. And in the church, I felt like I was even less. Because I, 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 I wasn't a yeller. I wasn't a screamer. And I grew up in a Pentecostal church, so sometimes we're yellers and screamers. And I wasn't any of those. I'm like, gosh. I remember one time I was 19 years old. I went up to preach, and my pastor was a yeller and a screamer. He told me, he gave me the microphone. He's like, here you go. And it's like, and he's like, come on. 
go, go. I'm like, <sighs> I tried to scream, and like within two minutes, my voice went out. Like, I didn't think I was important. I didn't think I had value. I didn't think I belonged. When I was at Bethel, I had my first uh, missions trip in Mexico, and it was one of the most racist moments of my life. It was really hard. And I didn't think I was important. I didn't think I was valuable. I mean, I went from being student body president at my high school in North Minneapolis, uh, statewide uh, representative, Boise State. Like, I was like, I owned the high school to going to a place where I was like, and then obviously me not even knowing that I was an important part of the body pushed myself even less. I remember one mentor of mine told me this. He said, Victor, you know what your problem is? And she just stopped. And I'm like, what? What is it? What is it? And she didn't want to tell me I had a poker. Like, she's like, Victor, you beat yourself up too much. I'm like, what? And some of us beat up ourselves a lot. I'm not tall enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not this color or that color. I mean, I started going bald when I was 13 years old, okay? <laughs> I used to have a lot of hair. I was like, man, you're so lucky you got so much. You are part of the body. I want to tell you guys something today that God says you are important. I want you to, sl- I, I, you can't touch each other, I guess, but look at your neighbors and t- look at your neighbors and say, hey, you know you're important to God? Go ahead, come on. So, so Pastor Victor, how do I know what part of the body I am and how do I know how to, how to belong to this body that you're talking about? How do I know? All right, three things real quick. You can write it down if you want. What are your gifts, your talents, and abilities? Okay. What are you good at? But Pastor Victor, all I, I'm, I'm only good at playing video games. Well, great. Man, this is young man, Caleb. He goes to your school here. He's an awesome kid. His, he has a brother. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> he has a brother that plays video games, and his name is like Jesus Saves or something. And, man, he has led countless of people to the gospel playing video games. What part of the body are you? I mean, as I, 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 you... As they mentioned, I'm running for city council here next year. We're in a dark city, dark moment. And I've heard the voice of God say, hey, I want you to pass to the city. I'm like, all right, what's, I don't want to do this. He's like, you're going to run a different kind of campaign. Like sometimes God pushes you and like, hey, you're part of this. All right, you're part of what I'm trying to do here. But I remember times in my life where it was like, you don't belong. You don't feel like you're important. And so real quick, three, three ways are three ways to figure out what your gifts, talents, and abilities are. What comes easy to you? And so this young man, this, this man that uh, on, on social media, everything's on Zoom, right? And so every political meeting, every city meeting's on Zoom. And so I, uh, me and this guy, I have no idea who he is. And uh, he's, we're having a side conversation on the bar while the meeting's going on. And he's like, Victor, you're a pastor. So what would I'm like, how did this guy know me? Find out he was a neighbor in the valley. He's like, I know where your church bus is. <laughs> I met him, when I met him, and I'm like, he was a little dysfunctional. Yeah, he was really serious. He doesn't have a lot of face expression. And when I sat with him, I was like, oh, it's going to be. But, man, he, he studied economics, right? He's an accountant. I'm like, I'm like, I need a brain like yours. Come on, join my committee. He's like, no, you, you want someone better than me. And, man, it broke my heart. How many times do you have an opportunity in your life to do something, and, and inside of you, you're like, no, oh, someone better than me. You realize even the big toe on the foot is important, right? <laughs> even the pinky is important. Even the nail. Anybody ever lose a nail? Come on. 
every part is important. So what comes easy to you? What do, you, what do your loved ones say that you're good at? Because sometimes you can't see what you're good at. Ask people that love you and care about you, like, hey, what am I good at? You're good at talking a lot in class. Great. Well, what can, what, what can God do with me talking? <laughs> Listen to the word in his voice. Man, we're living in a time where you're probably not going to live through this time again in your entire life. Nobody has ever been alive and experienced what you're experiencing now. And so more than ever before, you need to know you're part of the body. Man, we're living in a time where the churches are hurting. I met with a pastor in Wyzetta. He's like, I lost half my church. And, and I, half the church is families. My, my own church, we lost 80% of our people, our young people, our families. And I'm like, man, there's a spirit of complacency in, our, in the body of Christ right now. Man, and we cry about losing our comfort in other places like Iran, uh, um, other places, uh, places of India where if you talk about Jesus, you get beat up, you lose your home, like that suffering. Like, let's not be complacent. Every person here is part of the body. I, I, I've been working since I was 18 years old, and... Even in school, I had three jobs. I don't recommend it <laughs> when you're in college, okay? Don't, don't have that many, that much work. But for the first time in my life this year, I was working at Pulse as the National Church Relations Director. And did, we, were doing, we were walking on water. You get that job where you're like, wow, I could do this for free if I didn't worry about money. Church was growing. We had our, our church was hitting about 100 average attendance. I'm like, I told my wife, honey, I think this is finally working. <laughs> Pandemic hit, everything just took a dive. I lost my job. The church, I couldn't meet with the families. Our attendance just dropped like a rock. And a lot of people in our community, the Latino community, aren't able to get a lot of this financial help that the federal government does. It was one of the most depressing moments in my life as an adult. I was anxious. My wife was even putting on Facebook, pray for my husband. He's going through some stuff. <laughs> You know, it's got to be serious when your spouse is starting to like, hey, look for help for you. <laughs> for about a month, I was like that. Obviously, the city is in a dark place right now. And let me tell you something. You guys right here are one of the brightest spots that aren't bright enough. I'm going to say it again. The city is so dark right now. And this is one of the brightest spots that isn't bright. Nobody talks about you guys in the city. You, when, you, when you look at the city council races next year, uh, uh, North, uh, North Central is like this, this light that doesn't show up. It doesn't matter if you stutter. It doesn't matter if you're the wrong color or this color or you have authority or you come from a place of means or resources. You are part of the body. And the body is hurting. The body is, 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 is pulsing. It's triage moment. And one of the brightest places in the city of Minneapolis, right now the world is looking at the city of Minneapolis to see who will rise up, who will do something, who will speak, who will, who, who will stand up for injustice, who will do the right thing, who, who's gonna, who doesn't worry about what they're going to be said about on TV. And you are part of the body. Go ahead and look at your neighbor and tell them, hey, you are part of the body. 
I want to pray, uh, as I was getting ready for this message a couple weeks ago, uh, the Lord put me a couple names of some folks that I want to pray for. Sometimes the Lord give me some names, sometimes I'm off, sometimes I'm not. But uh, I just want to know in this room, there's three people that I want to pray for you. you wherever you're at, you stand up and I just pray for you at a distance, kind of like the old school way, you know. Uh, is there a Jake here, uh, a Jake, kind of maybe a skinnier guy, uh, a Marissa or a James? Any of you three here? I know it's a common name, but... Any three of these people here? Okay. You are Jake? J-A-K-E? Okay, yeah. All right. And is there Marissa or a, a, a James? J-A-M-E-S? All right. I just, or, yeah, is there one here? Stand up. If you know the, look at your neighbor because sometimes you get, they get scared. They're like, no, no, I'm not here. No? All right. Well, James, I just want to pray for you right there. Everybody, can you close your eyes, please? And, and if I could get a piano going in the background, please. I, I feel like this is what the Lord... Just put your hands up. Uh, Jake, put your hands up. You're going to receive something from the Lord. And I might be out. I'm just going to tell you what, what I feel the Lord gave me a couple weeks ago. I want to tell you that you belong. I, I don't know if you have thoughts of not belonging or not being part. But today I want to tell you that you belong to the body of Jesus. Some people might see you and look at you and think like, oh, this guy. Or you might, people might even admire you and look up to you, but you don't feel it. I don't know. Does this make any sense? And so I want to tell you right now, Jake, man, you are so important to God. He values you so much. He cares about you so much. You got to bathe in his love. You got to bathe in his presence. Because you are part of the body. In Jesus' name. Anybody else want some prayer? Just you can stand up where you're at. You want to pray for you at a distance. You just stand up since I can't see your faces with the mask on. <laughs> As a pastor, your job is to preach a message where it impacts someone's life. And this is a moment that somebody needs to hear it. Is that someone up there standing up back there? Yeah? All right, right there. Just put your hands up. What's your name? Jonah. Just close your eyes. Everybody just close your eyes. Just put your hands toward Jonah real quick. Father God, sometimes the Lord shows me some some things. I don't know what they are, but I'm just going to see what he has for you. I I see fire coming out of your hands, Jonah. And I also see like some uh, some strings coming out of your arms too, almost like a like a like a puppet. But I see the strings cutting, and I see the fire burning those strings off. Does this make any sense? It's for you, right? I don't know. If there's maybe some stuff in your life where you're like, uh, "This is what people have told me, and I have to do. I have to do that." But but God has a plan for you. And he's going to burn those things off because he's in charge of your life. And man, I bless you right now, brother, in Jesus' name. And back there, put your hands up. Just receive right now. I don't know who you are. But the Lord's showing me between your hands, man. He's showing me a ball going back and forth in your hands. I don't know if there's a problem with double-mindedness, like you get encouraged and discouraged, encouraged and discouraged, back and forth, back and forth. That's for you, huh? 
And I just see God's hand going in between your hands right there and saying, hey, he's going to stop it for you. Right now, Lord, in Jesus' name, I ask you to bring peace in his mind where he's at right now. Lord, Holy Spirit, put peace in his mind right now. I, I don't know. When, as I see you, young man up there, man, I feel like God's saying there's decisions you have to make. There's something you got to say to somebody. Man, yeah, right? Come on. <laughs> and, and, and there's something you got to say to somebody. And the Lord's telling me to tell you, you better tell them. So the right thing, man. The, 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 the righteous fall seven times, but seven times they get up. That's for you, brother. Anybody else? Put your hands up. Just You're going to receive something here this morning. And I'm just going to share with you what I'm seeing. Sometimes I don't understand, man. I just see like, like this goo, heavy stuff on your arms. Just like pulling you down, like this gooey stuff all over you. And just yanking you down. And it's not good stuff either. Making, it's making you tired. It's wearing you down. It's baggage that doesn't belong to you. And, it, and it's so funny because I, I see a water hose pointing at you and just spraying you in your chest and hitting you so hard. And it's, and it's hitting harder and harder and harder. It's making like a red spot on you. Man, you got to let go of the baggage, brother. Make any sense? Throw it to Jesus, man. He, I mean, he says, give me your yoke. Whatever, whatever thing that is hindering your life. And he's showing me what it is, but I, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say you know what it is. Something's got to be taken off of you. There needs to be some repentance because you're not meant to carry all that load on your own. You're free, man. You belong to Jesus, and you need to get back and do the work that he's called you to put, do. Amen. Anybody else? Put your hands up real quick. We're going to go a little faster here. Father God, what do you want? I see a cloud, brother, in front of your eyes. I see a cloud like this haze right in front of you. And it's raining. This cloud is raining. What is that, Jesus? What do you want, Lord? What do you want? Storm. The cloud is storming. I see lightning in it now. What do you want, Jesus? Uh, I don't know if you're in a stormy part of your life right now, but I just see this, whatever that cloud and storm was, I just saw it, the Lord blowing it away. I don't know what that rain means, what that means. Does, it, does this make any sense to you? Father God, what do you want with them? I just keep hearing this word, storm. Storm. And like a little whirlwind of a tornado happening around you. Like kind of doing this around you. But I see wind keeps blowing it. Keeps blowing it. And I don't know if someone's interceding for you. Like someone's praying you through. But people, people are praying for you through something. Someone's praying for you through whatever, whatever stuff is trying to come into your life. Someone's praying for you. Amen. The young lady in the back, just put your hands up real quick. Isaramakinda Rabasanda. Isaramakinda Rabasanda. 
I see this bright something in front of you, like this light, but it's like it's 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 going out and in. It's almost like a like a like a lighthouse. You know, lighthouse have those lights. It's just bright and go down, and and you're it's it's just it's in, it's over you. And the Lord tells me to tell you that He wants it to be brighter. He wants it to be brighter. He said that you're, he's telling me you're strong and that light is going to get brighter, but it's going to get heavier. <laughs> and, 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 he, and he's showing me like you got some muscles. I don't know if you're an athlete or whatever, but he's showing me you got some muscles. But he's going to give you, you can handle it. Is it making any sense? Yeah? Amen. 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 Give the Lord a round of applause. He is so good. He is so good, guys. Now we're about to jump in some worship, so give him everything you got right now. Amen? Come on. Give him everything you have. Thank him. Thank him. Just worship him. Enjoy his presence. Man, delight in the Lord this morning. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Come on. doesn't matter what you're going through, what they said about you, how they treated you. You are a you are part of the body, and it's time to rejoice in Jesus' name. Yeah. Yeah, we're so excited. Thank you so much for the word. Praise God. Thank you, Lord.